0: And not in attending the one right church. Let's get started. Hey Scott.
1: How are you doing, Mark? Good. Well, uh, today, today I want to have a conversation with you, Mark, about worldliness. Okay. Because I've heard you talk about worldly worldliness in terms that make me feel worldly. Right. And I grew up in the church and. Um, lived a lot of my life trying not to be worldly either. Yet until I began to talk to you, I was never accused, you might say, of being worldly. So would you help me understand what the world is and how I'm overly involved with it?
0: Sure. Um, Yeah, I, I, I know what you're asking because we use... This term—it's important to define terms, right? Yes, it is. We use this term in a very different way. I've come to find out in the past several years than than the rest of the world uses this term. I don't know if you can say it that way.
1: (laughs) All right, it might be hard to talk about. Yeah,
0: but um, yeah, a a worldly person. I remember you asking me in an earlier episode, like trying to clarify. So if whether someone's in a bar or in a church, we would have looked at both of those people would have been worldly to us. Okay, Worldly just really ended up meaning anyone who did not attend the followers of Christ church in Oregon city.
1: Now that's the way you're using the word, but one of the things you've said over and over here is my experience isn't the same as everyone else's is that, a similar thing with everybody else that, I mean, pretty much everyone would view worldliness the same way.
0: Yeah. I think, I think I'm comfortable on this topic to say that I could use this as a blanket statement that everyone at followers defined a worldly person as someone who didn't attend our church. Now I think that where you'd get some different levels are, I think that, people would start to agree that there were people within the church too who were more worldly than others but if you were outside the walls you were referred to as a worldly person and
1: was there any distinction I'm asking for a friend was there <laughs> was there any distinction between like a good worldly person and a bad worldly person yeah
0: i probably people who were nice to us would be considered good worldly people oh Um, really when I think about this, even just talking about it now, we completely revolved this definition around ourselves at followers. Like it, it was, uh, yeah, if you didn't go to our church, but you treated us well, then we would be friendlier, but Um, you're still worldly, but you would still be a worldly person. Yeah.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Um, so that. I think that would change a lot of the way that you think about, well, you think about sin, you think about temptation, you think about, um, I don't know, Christian unity, or it changes a lot of things. It does, yeah. And so what um, kind of, how do you process some of those maybe ways the Bible talks about worldliness when Anyway, when you're working off that other definition, maybe you can't, maybe that's some of the yeah. problem.
0: Yeah, you, you really can't. The problem, like you said, it, it changes the way you process things, like even sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really became, when it became so us versus them, it really became that worldly people were the sinners, and we really weren't. Like, we we were we were in the right place we had a chance at least i, I wouldn't i'm not making that as a blanket statement for everybody okay. out there
1: well uh, let, let's let's step back because yeah. i would agree with that statement mhm okay exactly how did you say it worldly people are sinners i yeah. think it's what you said i would probably agree with that yeah all right but i would probably also try and uh, understand what i meant by worldly so yeah. now that you're not using the old definition. How would right. you understand worldly to to be?
0: Right, right. Um, in in the parable of the sower and the seeds, um, in in Mark chapter four, uh, verse eighteen, it starts saying, "and and others are the ones sown among thorns. They are those who hear the word." but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word and it proves unfruitful. Okay. So I would, I think the Bible talks to us more about the cares of this world and it doesn't have anything to do with where you attend church or what your religious traditions are. It's, it's the the literal cares of this world, and you can do that. I know from experience, you can you can be consumed by those things while attending followers.
1: Well, c- certainly you can really attending anywhere, anywhere, and you care about the things. So you're you're saying they're the cares of the world. You're talking about like how am I going to keep the electricity on in my home? How am I going to pay the bills? How am I going to get food? How am I going to get my kids educated? How am I going to um, you know? Make friends. How am I going to pay my mortgage? Those kind of cares of the world. Is that what you're thinking?
0: Yes. Yeah, some of those are just basic provision stuff. I uh-huh. think some of the others are more of the pleasures, the the vacations, the okay. uh, the things that would distract you from uh, from following Jesus, from doing things like that that you would be so preoccupied with wanting to go do all these other things. Uh, that I think is more talking about more what the Bible is
1: describing okay. as that's not what worldliness how it, you would have used it before. No, but you're saying that's how the Bible would describe it. Okay, yeah, um, and I think there's a there is uh, how do I want to say it a system of ideas hmm. that you would describe as the world. Um, you know, in First John chapter two, it says, "Do not love the world nor the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not from the Father, but is from the world. The world is passing away along with its desires, and whoever does the will of the God abides forever." And there's a sense in which <coughs> the the world is here, here, it sort of frames it in terms of desires, like, mm-hmm. like you said, maybe the desire for pleasure, the desire for, um, to for people to think well of you, or, mm-hmm. but it's a, um, it's a way of thinking about life that is contrary to the way God thinks about life. I mean, that's kind of what it says. I mean, if the it's not from the Father, but from the world. In other words, there are these two sides, and you can look at it, and one is not from God, and the other right. uh, is from God. And so <clears throat> probably has something to do with how you find your identity. Mm-hmm. Do you find your identity by your connection to uh, God, or do you find it in the things that you do or accumulate or enjoy? Right, right. And so, I mean, that's... <laughs> Probably how the how the Bible would use it, right. um, and and that's what was confusing for me, and that's why I brought it up, is because right. those uh, I've wanted my life to be on guard against those things, right? Uh, finding my identity outside of uh, Christ, um, and still I get called worldly, which was right, or uh, I don't get called worldly, but uh, yeah. defined as worldly. Yeah. By you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to let it go eventually. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, and the things that you're talking about, there are individual things too. That's, those mm-hmm. are choices that you make as an individual. Okay. To get this idea that somehow a group of people are collectively not worldly and anyone outside of that group is, then you're, you're really disregarding any of these individual things. You you almost take no responsibility for them anymore. Um, oh. Like you can you can look past those things, uh, because you're in the right place. I I experienced this, like I've said, and and I I even had a conversation with my mom after coming to faith uh, and realizing I've been a worldly person my whole life according to the Bible oh, in the right
1: church. Oh, so, so you're in a real predicament. Yeah. You were a worldly person all your life and mm-hmm. then you left the church yeah. and became a worldly person. Yes. Oh dear. Yeah.
0: And, and worse than a worldly person because I left, they, they would say it like you, you had the truth, you knew you were in the right place, and you chose to leave it. That puts you like a level below even a worldly person who just never had a chance to begin with. They okay. they weren't born in the right place.
1: So Okay, well I'm feeling better now than yeah, I'm a little bit yeah, you're, you. You're better off than I am, <laughs> for sure. But
0: <laughs> okay. um huh. But that that's when in that conversation is when my mom Specifically, for the first time, I heard someone say it to me. When I say a worldly person, I'm talking about someone who doesn't go to our church, and it was just like just straight up told you straight, that that is what the definition of a worldly person is okay. for a lot of people. Wow. So, um, hmm. yeah, and and I think I think the danger of that, like you're saying, you you say you want your life to be guarded against those things. The danger of changing the definition of worldly is then now what do you do with scripture like this? If if you read it and you're automatically like, well, I'm not I'm not worldly because I go to the right place, you basically can just skim past this part because it doesn't apply to you. And there's danger in that if if we don't have the terms defined right.
1: Mm-hmm. So. yeah because the world is passing away along with its desires and you pass away too that that would be a problem yeah yeah yeah
0: so there were some helpful verses in uh, the gospel of John too that um, as I was thinking about this uh, John 15 starting in verse 18 this is another one that is uh created some problems in my life. So I'll tell you later. Let me read it first. But uh, starting in verse 18, it says, If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Now, that caused a problem for us because... If you say you're not of the world, you're like reverse engineering this. So you must be connected to Jesus because you're not of the world because we we are the right people in the right place. So
1: by definition you're not of the world. Yeah. Therefore by definition, regardless of your personal faith in Christ or yeah. your belief in his resurrection or coming again or any of that, yeah, you are still not of the world and you're still connected to Christ. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, that... Because you define yourself as not in the world, you're therefore with Christ.
0: He must have chosen me because I was born here. okay, okay. Instead of of your identity being established because he chose you out of the world, you're saying, well, I'm not of the world, so he must have chose me. There's, There's no connection made there. There was never a connection to Jesus in my life. But I still believed that I must have been chosen by him because I'm not.
1: You're not a worldly person. A worldly person.
0: So I, I you can, okay. it can give you this false sense of security. And the other thing it does, that tells you the world hates you. So it basically gave us um, a free pass to do things that the world hated. Like we should expect that we are going to be prosecuted by the state when we don't take our children to the hospital, for example, because the world hates us, because we're not of the world. And we would use verses like this.
1: So, so it's by starting out with the world hating you. Yeah. Then the circumstances that come into your life that are against you are just examples of the world hating you.
0: Yeah. And it just, it just reassures you of this false sense of hope that you've created. Like this this story that we had told ourselves um, that, but if, if you go a couple chapters later, Jesus used some of the same language uh, in his prayer when mm-hmm. he's, he's going to be being crucified the next day, I believe when he's praying this prayer and uh, ver- uh, chapter 17 Verse 14, he's, this is a prayer for his disciples. Um, I have given them your word and the word has, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth as you sent me into the world so i have sent them into the world so this is there's mo- a lot of they're not of the world just as jesus is not of the world that's in there multiple times but then he's we we did this other thing where we secluded ourselves and no one else could come in and it was right. that was how you that was how you are not part of the world it it wasn't it wasn't as much your you're being chosen by Jesus or called out of the world but you were just born i was just born out of the world and no one could be uh no one could join it was it was really just this us versus them mm-hmm. but that's not what Jesus is talking about here
1: he's well and then I mean, if you just continue with what you just read,, yeah. as you sent me into the world. So yeah, so this is not about secluding from the world. This ultimately ends up being uh, being sent into the world. Yeah. So the, this separation from worldly people, um, first of all, God sent Jesus, so that he would not be separate from worldly people. Right. In fact, that was one of the main accusations against him. He ate with tax collectors and sinners. Yep. And then he as as God sent him into the world with worldly people, so Jesus sent his followers into the world with worldly people. Yeah. But there was some distinction because he they identified with him and they were not part of the world, but they were sent into the world. Right. So there isn't this wild separation or strong separation, but there's this identity that's still separate nonetheless.
0: Yeah. The identity is the relationship with Jesus though. It's not. Yes.
1: And the likeness to
0: Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. It's not gathering together apart from the world and then becoming, you know, this identity. Um, And I love that that he says, I do not ask that you take them out of the world. You know, I that's that was really meaningful to me when I started reading because you spent so much of your life kind of secluded from everybody,
1: trying to get out of the world.
0: Yeah, trying to get out of the world, and like and 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 I didn't accomplish it. Like according to the Bible, I accomplished it by followers' definition, but not by the biblical definition. So, um okay. Yeah, and then, yeah, I just think that, that that's what this is saying, that Christians should be in the world but not of the world is mm-hmm. kind of what.
1: I, there's There's another worldly verse in 2 John 1-7 mm-hmm. that, that um, makes me think of you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because it talks about people who've gone out into the world, Okay, mm-hmm. which is what you were accused of doing, right? Yeah for many deceivers have gone out into the world. And I can, I can see that being read and, you know, being applied to you. Yeah. But then it defines those who have gone out into the world, and it, um, those deceivers, as those who do not confess the coming of Jesus Christ in the flesh. Um, in other words, it's a bigger deal than just, you know, in or out. Right. It's really what you believe, and if you believe Jesus came in the flesh, yeah. then you're not a deceiver, you're not into the world, you're still separate yeah, because you believe in Jesus. So it was kind of interesting that, um, you know, because I was just thinking, what does it look like to go out into the world? Because that was the problem, and it has to do with uh, false belief more than, you know who you associate with or where you are
0: right yeah no that's good i'm glad you brought that up because that that really was early on most of my life i heard of when whenever anyone did leave followers the accusation was always that they just wanted to go live a worldly life or that they there was a there was a saying that people would would say all the time that well that person believed that the fault, that our church was right but they just couldn't live it 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 was too hard for them or early on when families were coming in it was often that they either chose to join the church or they wanted to keep their worldly life and it it was usually connected to they couldn't give up their medicine or their doctors because that's a requirement to mm. join the followers we you know don't seek medical care. we right. put our faith in God rather than men. And that's where they drew that line. Um, okay. so that now, now doctors and medicine are worldly. Just, that's just
1: by definition, by definition,
0: okay. by that definition. Um, we've talked about the callings for like, you are, I'm going to call you worldly again, but by definition at followers, a pastor of another church would be considered a worldly preacher. Okay. Uh, one that, especially if you went to seminary, uh, mm-hmm. because you're not receiving the tr- the truth by revelation. Uh, we've talked about that before right. on here too. So it it really, when you when you start labeling all these things as worldly, it really leaves you with the only definition is to not be worldly. You have to go to church. Here. It's
1: really what your mom ended yeah, up telling it, you. It really is that. Wow. And. Well, I want to try and squirm out of it, then I guess yeah, you know it, I mean, I'm stuck with it sounds like
0: well, yeah, and hopefully more people will read their bibles and see that this is not um what it is, but i I mean I had to have I had to have my heart changed and my eyes opened to be able right. to see this i I had to have I had to be called out of the world like Jesus talks about in um in john that we read earlier uh it because i could read these things the other way and support what i wanted to believe right um but hopefully people will uh see that you can be a worldly person by the bible's definition right there at um at followers or Anywhere else.
1: Well see, that's I mean, and, and I think it's really important just to be really clear about mm-hmm. why that's the case. Yeah. I mean, one is that the the definition of worldliness or going into the world, mm-hmm. um, according to Second John and according to the the gospel of John, has to do with your um your relationship to Jesus and your belief in what he who he is and what he has done. Yeah. And so, yes, if you don't believe that, so not about your church attendance, it's about what you believe. And then it's about your identity and where you get your, um, your, the meaning in your life from. Do you get it from the desires of the world or the lust of the eyes or the pride of life, which is all of the world, or do you get it from, uh, from Jesus and your eternal hope in him? Yeah. Uh, and so it's, those two things would really make the difference about really whether you're in the world or not, according mm. to the Bible. It seems to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's good. One one more thing that probably is worth bringing up is that some of the things that I've seen result from doing this, from how, from determining worldliness in the way that we did, is it it seems to it seems to turn it into uh whatever we do here at followers is right and if you want to leave this to go follow Jesus which is what we right. said I, right. we we want to follow Jesus we don't think we can do that here we want to mm-hmm. um get baptized we want to um serve him we we want to we want to do that and it's it's looked at kind of like I talked about the people who wouldn't come in to begin with they just wanted the, the accusation I'm sure for me is not that I left to go follow jesus it's that I wanted an easier way i wanted a a worldly life i i just couldn't live it whatever terminology we would use uh, it and it, it's not easier i i'll say that first that's i mean fair. I think that's important it it's not easier mm-hmm. life life at followers was easy it, it's hmm. it, it just it just is i mean you you are we we created a place where it's easy there you can you can do whatever you want there's no accountability really there's um the the answer when when you get into any kind of trouble the answer is you need to attend more church functions you need to show your face more this is this is where the hope is is Getting more anchored here,
1: huh? Can can I say one other thing about yeah. that? John seventeen passage that you read says, sanctify yeah. them in the truth. Your word is truth. Yeah. So if you think about, I mean, the word sanctify means set apart. And so if yeah. somebody's not going to be in the world, they're going to be set apart from the world. Right. And then the question is, how do you get set apart out of the world? Right Or away from the world and and here it says you do that by the truth, right. not by church functions, not by right. anything else, but by the truth. And so you by immersing yourself in God's word, yeah, uh, that would be the thing that you would want to do if it's like, oh, okay, I got to stop being worldly. You better get more of God's word, yeah. which we've talked about here before, yeah, is uh, not exactly the answer. That you would have gotten there either,
0: right? So. Right. That's a that's a good way to summarize kind of what I'm trying to say too. Is that you, if if you're labeling like Bible studies or uh, hearing the Word preached or those things as worldly because they're not happening here, your like your compass is off at this. Mm-hmm. Like you, yeah. We're not headed in the right direction, and it leaves you with all these other things that the Bible actually. It would be
1: like, that's a really good, the compass is off that. It's like there's some magnetic pole that is not pulling you to true north. And so you're getting the wrong direction. That's really probably a good image of what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, one of the uh, hymns that we would sing is Constantly Abiding. And it talks some about, you know, what we've been talking about here. It says, there's a peace in my heart that the world never gave a peace it cannot take away. Though the trials of life may surround like a cloud, I have a peace that has come here to stay. Uh, Constantly abiding, Jesus is mine. Constantly abiding, rapture divine. He never leaves me lonely, whispers oh so kind. I will never leave thee, Jesus is mine. And I just know that the... Being called out of the world, um, having a relationship with Jesus is what provides this peace. It's not, uh, this is a peace that I did not have uh, the first 45 years of my life. I I didn't always know that I didn't have it, but um, yeah, I I have that now and it has nothing to do with where you attend church, it has to do with being related to Jesus and It says, all the world seemed to sing of a savior and king when peace sweetly came to my heart. Troubles all fled away and my night turned to day. Blessed Jesus, how glorious thou art. And then the last verse says, this treasure I have in a temple of clay while here on his footstool I roam. But he's coming to take me some glorious day over there to my heavenly home. And that the footstool and temple of clay is talking about our like our bodies, the earth, this the temporal stuff, and uh, this this piece uh, is not something that you're going to find unless your compass is, is pointed true north and that you're following Jesus. So.
1: Well, good. Well, I'm I'm glad you are, and <laughs> uh, I want to be too, and trust that uh, whether. I get called worldly or not. Well, um, I'll try to call you worldly less often. You How can about call that? me worldly as long as I need to be reminded. <laughs> <You're> fair enough. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Scott. All right.
0: Well, hopefully this has been helpful. If you have questions or comments or a topic that you would like us to cover, you can reach us at comments at onerightchurch.com. And for more information, you can visit our website, www.onerightchurch.com.